0: David Graham is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth with a Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song, In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, which is a short, biblically-based, and encouraging devotional influenced by David's lifetime of personal moments. These moments are shared with a heart to encourage and inspire you to see Him, our Heavenly Father, at work in your own moments. I know this is David's heart in sharing because he has spent my lifetime speaking hope and encouragement into my own heart. If you would, take a few minutes and listen today. I am really proud of the things that he has done throughout his life, but what I am most proud of and grateful for is for the kind of dad Daddy, he has been to me.
1: Since the beginning of our episodes, I've talked a lot about our amazing Heavenly Father and about who we are as Christians, the restored sons and daughters of God. I've shared many personal moments that I believe testify to the realism of this wonderful father-children relationship and how it plays out in our daily lives. Now today, I wanted to draw on the testimony of someone else, someone dear to me. This is an account, my daughter Kimberly's testimony, that took place a little over 17 years ago, just days before I got to meet and hold our precious granddaughter. And Kimmy writes, as I paced the floor in the large, brightly lit conference room, my heart heart quickened quickened with overwhelming excitement."
0: excitement quiet fear, and a hope for this much-anticipated moment. Nervous chatter and movement was in every area of the room as men, women, mostly couples, set their belongings on the tables and readied their cameras for what was about to take place. After just a few moments, I could hear faint cries making their way down the hallway towards us. My smile quivered with anxious joy as I swallowed hard, holding back heavy tears. When the doors opened, my eyes searched the small heads with tufts of black hair, and I immediately knew which one she was. My gaze fell on her long frame, dark eyes, and straight downy hair. I groped for the best view of her as she sat in the arms of a young nanny, surrounded by the other nannies holding babies, and a few other officials. As the excitement and chaos of the room grew, So did her cries. In fact, her cry was the loudest and the most desperate in the room. Some of the babies looked on with a little emotion, and a few cried more softly, but she had a strong and resistant voice. As I watched, she seemed bewildered, inconsolable. Sobs rang out in protest of this new and frightening field trip that had taken her away from all she ever knew in her ten and a half months of life. After a few minutes, they began reading off last names, and we didn't have long to wait. Bridwell, a man yelled out in broken English. My hands stretched out and my tears gave way as the young nanny placed her in my arms. We were finally meeting our daughter. This was the moment I had longed for and prayed for. And can I just say that this moment was nothing like I hoped it would be. For months now, I had clutched the two pictures I had of her under my pillow while praying the most pleading prayers. I prayed for her to be protected, to somehow feel loved, to feel a sense of belonging, a belonging to us, her parents, and also a belonging to her Heavenly Father. I prayed for this meeting to be sweet and easy, that she would just feel an instant connection to me and to Jason. Every day without her held a torturous anticipation knowing that she was ours, but we had to wait to get her. I longed for this first meeting. I longed to be her mama, and I agonized over her solitude at the orphanage for so many months. Praying was the only thing that gave me a sense of power and peace as we were at the mercy of the arduous and bureaucratic adoption process. Now that I was finally holding her, all of the emotions of relief and love came flooding over me. I wanted desperately for her to feel immediately safe and loved. But this picture-perfect moment I imagined went nothing as planned. I whispered softly, I'm your mama, Lily. It's all gonna be okay. I'm your mama. I love you, Lily. It's going to be okay. The next several hours were some of the scariest moments of my life. This child we'd dreamed of and prayed for for so many years wanted nothing to do with me, with us. I noticed some of the other babies in the room quietly go to their parents or maybe only cry for an hour and then settle. But our Lily, our Tiger Lily, would not have it. She would not have me. As we muddled through the required paperwork and signing of documents, Lily wailed in my arms, flailing with a fight befitting a caged baby tiger. And for the next eight hours in our hotel room, the battle continued. My husband, Jason, and I decided to try to let her get used to me first, so I paced the room as he prayed and watched. I spoke truth over her and reassured her of our love and of her belonging with a calm assurance. But as she continued her strong resistance, I was not feeling calm. I was feeling a building fear. Many hours later, late into the night, Our depleted baby girl finally surrendered to sleep in my shaking and fatigued arms. I placed her in the tiny metal crib sitting snugly next to our bed, and then went and retched from exhaustion and emotional overload. I curled up on the bed, my body trembling uncontrollably, and wept. What have we done, I thought. She hates me. She doesn't want me. I'm not sure I want her. I looked at the foreign baby girl lying next to me, feeling sick and despondent. I missed my three kids back home. I longed for things familiar. Jason stared at me from the end of the bed. I could see the worry on his face and hear his anxious thoughts. He had never seen me doubt this and had only seen my fiery mission to get things done and bring her home but now his wife lay shaken and uncertain in a fragile heap. My sweet husband then prayed aloud over me in that moment. His words were calm, steady, and they began bringing me back to truth. Once he prayed, I heard the Lord speak this verse from Lamentations 3, 21-24. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. A calm came over me as I meditated on these words, and a hope ignited deep within and washed me with peace as I fell into a much needed sleep. In just a moment, I will share with you what happened the next morning in that hotel room in Nanchang, China. Looking back on that experience, I can now see so clearly what the Heavenly Father must at times experience with us. Isn't it true that sometimes we wrestle and we writhe in the arms of our Heavenly Father, questioning our belonging? We wrestle with Him not fully trusting that we belong to Him, as his child. I think of Lily and of how much I longed for her to know and believe that Jason and I had her, that she belonged to us, but she had never known belonging and she didn't know all the goodness that we had in store for her. Ultimately, what she would learn over time was that she was part of a family that provided her stability, identity, and love, but she had to learn to trust us as her caregivers. And you, friend, are also one of his sons and daughters and can trust your caregiver. I know you have heard this before. This is the heart and the message my dad has been sharing with you these past few months. But I believe now, more than ever, we need the hope and the truth of our place, our belonging to him. And additionally, we need to remember and experience the goodness that he gives us that comes with being His child. 2 Corinthians 6.18 says, And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. And then of the goodness, the inheritance as His children, James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. What a comfort to belong to Him, and what a joy to be able to not only know we belong, but to wake every day living in this knowledge. Through being a mom to Lily and my other children, God has given me the clearest illustration of His heart for me, for you, Like Lily stepping into her inheritance and blessing, you also have a rich inheritance and blessing as his child. Now know that the enemy wants to rob you of this inheritance, of all the goodness and of a joy-filled life. The enemy wants you to feel alone, depressed, ungrateful, and hopeless. But speaking truth over you right now, you belong to the Father. You are seen, beautiful, forgiven, His loved child, and He wants you to live in the joy of this every day. We have the knowledge, but we also need to be intentional to set our minds with confidence and joy, and then our actions will reflect this mindset. Believe and trust the belonging, and then live in the freedom and joy of that beautiful truth Lily didn't believe or behave like she belonged to us at first. But the fact was that she was ours. She did belong. She just had to learn to trust and believe in her belonging. Over time, by being in our presence, being cared for, and experiencing our love, she would come to believe us. I awoke the next morning in that dimly-lit hotel room and looked at our baby girl. So beautiful, so perfect. My heart swelled with love for her. Still sleeping, her hand rested outstretched through the rungs of her crib, and I cradled her sleepy hand in mine, and as I did, she turned her head, awakening slowly, and looked deeply at me with her dark eyes. I held out my finger to her, and then a beautiful thing happened. Her small hand gently closed around my finger, and we looked at each other for the first time as mother and daughter. That same day and for the next ten days, while we finalized her adoption, I strapped Lily on my side with my baby wrap, and Jason began bonding with her as well. She wanted no one but us. She held confidently onto us and looked into our eyes as we nurtured, cuddled, and reassured her. She had stepped into her position of belonging, belonging as our daughter. Dear friend, I want to encourage you to spend time with your father as he nurtures and reassures you today. And remember that with your belonging, You are a recipient of life-sustaining, joy-filled gifts that are there for the taking. Maybe you haven't been fully trusting in your belonging to Him, or maybe you do know the truth of your belonging, but you aren't living in the joy and security of this truth. Today is a new day. Take your position. Run out in confidence in gratitude and joy knowing who you belong to. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His His mercies mercies are are unending.
1: They are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. Thank you, Father, for your perfect love for us. Help this dear one today to run out in confidence in the joy of this beautiful gift of belonging to you. We love you, Father. Thank you. For loving us, let it be.
0: You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.